Hello, friends. Welcome to Understanding Kindness, a podcast hosted by me, Danny. I'm someone who approaches life by learning from everyone around me, and I've decided to write it all down and talk about it here with you. I've learned that in order to create change in this world, we need to understand ourselves and the world around us, all while infusing kindness into everything we do. If I can do it, you can do it, and we can do it together. Welcome to Understanding Kindness. Hey there. Today I just want to talk to you about myself and my sense of self. Finding ourselves is something I think we can all relate to. We're all different, so our journeys of finding ourselves are as unique as each of us are. I think that sharing our stories, even and especially with all of their differences, helps us all out on our journey in some way. So I want to share mine with you. I don't know where we'll end up by the end of this episode, but I sure am excited for the ride. Alrighty, for today's Native segment, I'll be doing a short highlight for some mutual aid. Clee Benali of Indigenous Action posted on Instagram about their comrade, Toby Manuelito, who is in need of legal support currently. Clee shared that they've known Toby since they were young and have seen Toby marching in the in the streets, and making videos for Out of Your Backpack Media, which is an indigenous youth workshop and resource distribution project. Toby's family shares the following about Toby and the assistance they're looking for right now. Quote, at the beginning of April, armed law enforcement agents stormed into our home and arrested my son, Toby Manuelito. Toby is facing charges for alleged, quote, criminal damage from what the police say are due to more than 300 graffiti incidents in the so-called Phoenix area. While our family cannot say much else about his case at this time, we can share that Toby is fighting these unjust charges. We're asking for support in this fight as legal costs to fight this system are expected to be high, end quote. This is where we all jump in to support a comrade in need. This is how mutual aid works. We give when others are in need with the understanding that the same will be returned to us when our time of need comes. This is especially true with those in your close-knit community, but it's also true with communities outside of your own to show solidarity. And guess what? If you're white, you have even more reason to support this call to action monetarily. Throw some dollars Toby's way to help with the bogus charges against them. Of course, you can also share the GoFundMe campaign on your social media accounts to spread the word. And hey, if you're feeling especially generous, why not donate to Out of Your Backpack Media as well? Both Toby and Klee have been a part of this project, and it's looking for equipment donations to keep their workshop and backpack kits full and ready to use for Indigenous youth. I'll put the link for Toby's GoFundMe and the one for the Out of the Backpack Media donation page in the episode notes. Yo! It's patron time. Hello, hello, patrons. Thank you ever so much for your continuing support. If you'd like to support the show, visit Patreon for monthly donations or PayPal for one-time and recurring donations. There'll be links for both in those episode notes. All right there, everyone, we're on to the main topic. Let's jump right in. I'd say I probably lost my sense of self little by little over the years, as I'm sure is the case for most people. There was never any event that I could point to indicating that I'd lost the person who I knew I was. It was more just kind of a slow realization that I wasn't being the person I had thought of myself as. I wasn't necessarily not being who I thought I was. It was just that who I thought I was had changed over the years and warped from the person that I knew I was as a child. Retrospectively, I can see how my sense of self changed with each meaningful interaction I had with others. You see, 
I was alone a lot during my childhood, and whenever I was with someone else, I'd do almost anything to get and keep their attention, including changing my behaviors to be someone I thought they'd want me to be. I've carried this behavior with me since I was really young, and it has dramatically affected my sense of self. I think many of us can relate to having a strong sense of self as a child, unhindered by the judgments and expectations that life and people put on us, but this messaging comes quickly. Before you know it, you've started changing yourself so much that you find it difficult to live by your truest self without really having to think about it. At least that's what I've experienced. I found that when I was much younger, it was easier and simpler to just be myself. I never had to think about it. I just did. And I was very kind and compassionate and curious and understanding without ever having to think about it. I also got angry and sad and jealous. I laughed out loud without thinking about what anyone thought. I experienced so much life. And slowly, this U.S. society chipped away at what I feel is truly life and living. The freedom to be ourselves. We're inundated with false beliefs, told harmful narratives about ourselves in the world, and made to think they're true. We all experience this every day to some degree. None of us are free from this propaganda. It seeps into our minds little by little every day, eating away at our sense of self. What would be a reason to strip people of their senses of selves? What type of society wouldn't want us to be in touch with ourselves? Could it be one that wants you to not be able to read and act on cues from your body or your mind? Like when they're telling you to stop or slow down or speed up? One that wants you to act on its made-up <coughs> false narrative timetable? Hey, hey, capitalism! I see you. So, slowly, over my life, society, carried out by the people of the society, has obscured my sense of self, telling me to be someone else. Or, at least, that's what I believed. I mean, I think it happens whether we intend to tell people who we think they are or not. People take these messages how they've been conditioned to take them. So, whether we intended to tell someone who we believe they should be or not, that person will interpret what was said as best as they can at that time. And sometimes, especially for me, I take that as meaning I need to change something about myself. Usually, so this person stays around, is how my trauma works. <laughs> I'm becoming more and more aware of this, though, which is hopeful. Once I'm aware of something, I can catch it more easily before or during it occurring. I can notice the thoughts more quickly and change course. Wait, what would Danny want to do? I find that my life is a lot more exciting and interesting when I do what Danny wants to do. <laughs> my natural instincts usually lead me on a kind, compassionate path, and it's usually a lot more fun, too. It's great that I'm becoming aware of these things so I can start leaning more towards my real self. I am very much at the beginning stages, though. Like I said before, this behavior has been occurring since I was a young child, maybe five or six. It's deeply ingrained in me, and it's only gotten reinforced over and over again over the years. There are many instances that I've found myself changing for others throughout my lifetime. I still find myself with that thought initially many times, especially as I'm in a new relationship. I find it difficult to be myself sometimes and to not question if who I know I am is actually good enough or lovable enough. Mazel is really great, though, because they're showing me over and over that I am enough when I'm just myself. That's really helpful to me. They help me remember to trust others. 
Now, I know I did an episode on trust earlier on in the podcast, and I was like, you just got to trust people. I don't know. And, well, I guess it's not that easy. Who would have thunk? I mean, I do trust relatively easily once I get to know someone, and really when I've had enough time to realize they're going to stick around. It usually doesn't take that long, especially as I do form bonds rather quickly, but it does still take time. When my relationships move quickly, it takes time for me to catch up and truly be vulnerable and be myself. I'm very guarded at first, and I don't reveal much of myself. I'm also very vulnerable to people impressing upon me who I believe they want me to be at this stage. I think this is because once I've determined that I'd like for someone to be in my life, I'll do anything, really, to keep them in it, including changing myself, which is probably the opposite of what that person would actually ever want. I know, it's irrational, but it's what I'm best at. <laughs> Just kidding. <sighs> I've done this with friendships and relation romantic relationships in my life. I've got some deep-seated trauma here that I haven't fully worked through yet. And that's my point, really. I'm still at the beginning of this process, but it's invigorating. I'm getting to reclaim my sense of self and be the best Danny I can be. I get to learn about myself every day, and it feels better every day. And I have Mazel to thank for that, really. Z's allowed me to be myself more than anyone I've ever known. Our relationship has moved quickly, and it's taken me a while, relatively speaking, to really warm up and be truly vulnerable. But I'm getting there more and more every day. It wouldn't have been possible without them pushing me to be a better person and the most me I can be. It hasn't all been sunshine and roses, though. Learning about yourself can be really heart-wrenching and confusing and anger-inducing, along with all the great things about it. It definitely isn't easy, though. Learning about myself and my behaviors, why I do the things I do, why I am the way that I am, necessarily requires that I learn about my past, both my personal past and my familial past, to learn about generational trauma. Harkening back to another one of my earlier episodes, I mentioned talking with your parents about their past and their lives. You'll learn a lot about yourself and who you are. And people's lives aren't shiny and sparkly all the time. Life is rough, and it shapes who we are. If we're not aware of it occurring, which for much of our lives we aren't aware of it happening, and we don't work through what happens to us, we will perpetuate those harms to everyone around us. We need to work on ourselves, for ourselves, yes, of course, and also for others in our lives. I certainly don't want to be harming my loved ones, especially when I can be more able to prevent it by simply learning more about myself. I've definitely learned a lot about myself in the past few months being in this new relationship. I've gotten the opportunity to really explore myself and understand my sense of self more fully. Every day I learn something new and I find new things that I can work on to be a better person and partner. I learn new things that help me heal wounds that I've been dealing with for a long time. I find wounds that I didn't even realize existed. And it's invigorating to learn and work through all these parts of myself. I would never have been able to begin this journey of learning more about myself if I were still changing who I am to appease others or to keep others in my life. 
It's taken me a while to understand that those who are worth keeping around won't ever want you to change. They want you for you. This is a strange concept for me. I don't always believe that I'm enough for others. People seem to bring so much more to the table than I see myself bringing. But I'm being reminded again and again every day that I am enough and being myself is all my loved ones want from me. It is difficult to stand up against the pressure of society to change, but the love from those closest to me reminds me to be myself and continue to find my sense of self. It can be difficult to learn about myself, but it can also be exciting and adventurous. It's all the journey of learning and unlearning. It's understanding who you truly are and the ways in which you can change to better yourself and society. It's a beautiful dance with life. I still don't know all of who I am. I'm learning more about myself every day and finding out new things that I didn't know I didn't know about myself. The little bits that I do know, I hold on to strongly. They help guide me in finding out more, and they propel me further along my journey of healing. As I learn more and more, I feel better and better, and I find that I'm more able to help those in my life, in our society. Boom! It's recommendation time! I'll just shout out the two Understanding Kindness episodes that I mentioned earlier. They were episode 12, Continuing to Trust, and episode 1, Be Vulnerable. They'll both be in the episode notes if you're interested in hearing from past Danny on these topics. Then from our native segment, I've got Toby's GoFundMe page to help Toby, Manuelito, and their family fund the legal costs of fighting unjust charges. Donate if you're able and share to spread the word. And there's also the Out of Your Backpack Media Project, which is looking for equipment donations. I'll link all of these in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, help support the podcast. All this content is free, and I'd love to make it my job one day. So if you're financially able, join our Patreon or send a one-time or recurring donation through PayPal. You can also share an episode with family or friends and give UK a kind rating and review. Check out understandingkindness.com for all episodes, transcripts, and blog posts. And why not take a listen to my other podcast, Better When Awkward, co-hosted by my childhood best friend, Jasmine. Get in touch with me by emailing understandingkindness at protonmail.com or through social media. You can find all links in the episode notes. For now, be kind, be compassionate, be understanding, and question everything. I'll be here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Understanding Kindness.